If you out there, if you want to walk the walk, then you better make sure you're tuning into the After School Talk. I'm Dr. Sharon Duke. And I'm Melvin Duke. We're HBC graduates. Proud educators. And most importantly, husband, husband and wife. wife. And you're listening to After, After School, School Talk, Talk Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of uh, After School Talk, where I am your co-host, Mr. Duke, and I'm your other co-host, Dr. Duke. Dr. Duke, how you doing? I am wonderful. That is good. Blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly favored. Bring back them uh, Clark sisters. I know, right? Yep, yep, yep. We'll find out sooner or later that you can see. What? What's that got to do with anything? The audience is going to find out sooner or later. I don't know how. I have no idea how. You're you going to continue to reveal your talent. Whatever, anyway. Um, what's been going on? What has been going on? Laptop acting crazy. That's what's been going on. Oh. Technology. Technology. I mean, but you figuring it out, though, right? No. Well, you need to be. Moving slow. You need to be shorter. Moving slow as Corona. Well, no, nah, Corona moving fast. Let me, let me not say it's moving slow. Moving slow as the vaccine. Find there the vaccine we go. Before. There we go. Yeah. That junk is taking forever. That, yes. Good yes, yes, yes. Of life. I don't know what's going on. But you know what? It's crazy to me because <laughs> we did an episode with Dr. Ntenge mm-hmm. saying, is, you know, is Corona gone? But I really am like, the according to statistics, we are on the rise, but everybody I know is headed back to work. Yeah, it's, it's still alive and well. Bars are open, right. everything's like, oh, well. So it's almost like, what did we go into quarantine for? Because we, we haven't hmm. reached anything. Like, I, the, the quarantine did kind of give us the opportunity to say, take care, better care of yourself, um, practice uh, better, I ain't gonna say hygiene, but cleanliness um you know washing your hands and and just being mindful of sneezing and covering your mouth and all this kind of stuff but as far as the reason we did it to you know stop COVID-19 or halt it or slow it down but that's the problem we we opened up too soon yeah the whole the plan behind quarantine and the what it should do we see from other countries okay that's how it works got it but we were like, no, nah, we need this money, so let's go open back up. Or, no, I, I want to be around my people, and I want to go do stuff, so I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, you just being defiant. That's, that sucks. It, it is. And my I, my only problem is, it's not my, let me not say my only problem. This is what I want to tell people. Do what you need to do to keep yourself healthy. And do not let anybody pressure you into thinking you're doing something stupid. Right. So when I see people in the comments, it wasn't that serious to begin with. I don't care about it. Typically, Trump supporters saying it. Um. Okay, great. Now, when you need a ventilator or your grandma dies because you came home with it, don't don't start a GoFundMe. Don't contact me about coming to help with anything because you can do something to try to at least prevent this. It's, and I it's going to sound kind of... um unique in what i'm about to say i guess i don't know it don't matter i'm gonna say what i gotta say i said what i said it's like it's like sex where a condom could prevent you from pregnancy or stds but you got those people that's like nah, but i don't want to do it that way i just i just want to live my life okay all right all right do what you gotta do then yeah that that that's one way to put it for real yeah because that's what i'm that feeling i'm like gosh y'all so y'all why y'all gotta make everybody else feel dumb for trying to be proactive and, and yeah that's, that's, all, that's the only problem that's why it. i gotta feel like i'm stupid because i want to wear a mask and right. wash my hands and be clean right right, right. why that's, y'all out here with a mask why y'all scared to go to a restaurant that nothing to do with being scared but i want to take proper precautions and practices yeah. and because i'm still mindful that mm-hmm. stuff is still out there mm-hmm. and people are really dying from it hello and there's no vaccine for it hello and you don't know how your body's going to react to it. And then finding out, when I found out really what a ventilator meant. Like, I didn't even... Yeah, that's <laughs> Like, I was cool. like, oh, okay, a ventilator. But then I said, wait, that's what a ventilator... Hey, what happened to you? Your finger all cut up. Uh, I got into an altercation. <laughs> you got into, with what? Not with whom, with what? Which, what did you get Because you were bleeding. I, t- I got into an altercation. With what? We'll talk about that off there. Oh. <laughs> Uh, just so the people won't laugh. I wasn't planning on telling you about that one. 
You were playing on television. Just let it heal real quick and then go about my business. You don't heal fast. You're right. Just like a typical boy. Anyway, what we got going on today? So we are um, one. We're gonna talk about some things that happen that happen in the classroom, and uh, we can't do that without talking about our own experiences of uh, what I, instead of uh, our educational experience in totality, we're looking at just K through eight. What did it look like? For you at the school you went through, mm-hmm. kindergarten through eighth grade, and the school I went to, kindergarten, kindergarten through eighth grade, because I only went to two schools. Yeah. You, you only went to two schools, kindergarten through eighth grade? Yeah. And one of them, one of the schools was a fake school. Your mama. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. That's not what we going to do. Hey, if y'all, if y'all, um, Hit up, hit up, Doctor Dooth, and ask her what what the name of her elementary school. I will, school. I, mean, I her, will proudly explain the school I went to, and because it, it, matter of fact, what school you went? You went there from what years? I went there first through eighth grade. First through eighth grade, she was in fake school, and then she finally got to a real high school. But mm-mm. I'm okay. I'm you can throw all the shades you want to. I can't help it. You went to a school that with real people and real teachers and let, real principals and real. Rules and regulations. Yes, and I had real everything man, too. Well, it was just I went to a private school. Now the unique part about my school, unique, not fake, because you mad because y'all didn't get birthday whatever. mad. Go ahead, birthday. go ahead, go ahead. Um, it was a private school, Immaculate Conception, and it was a predominantly black private school, Catholic school. So that is very unique. We are extremely, extremely. And yeah. how many people was in your class? Depends on what year we're looking at. And how many people was in the school? <laughs> Depends on what year we were looking at. But it ranged from what to what? I'm not sure. Fifty to sixty. No, it's more people than that. Sixty to seventy. <sighs> okay, just tell one bunch of bad kids running around like at your school. Oh, y'all were from <laughs> the stories I've heard. Oh, y'all was bad. Y'all, y'all we were mischievous. Y'all were bad, though, <laughs> based on what I've heard from several people that went to that school during your era. You don't know anybody. During your era, y'all were... Okay, so let me explain my school. Y'all could have got down with the worst of the people. <laughs> no. Um, so, it was a private school. It's predominantly black. Um, we, like, my eighth grade class were... There were 21 students, uh, 16 girls, five boys. We always remember that. Um, and we, outside of having traditional teachers, uh, we also had nuns who um, taught classes, and we also, the principal of the school was also a nun. But we still had sports. We still had um, your regular classes, your advanced classes, um, electives, um, assemblies, awards, days, all those kind of things. Um, We had things that other schools did not have, which we laughed about the other day uh, to my people in the IC group group chat. Uh, We laughed about the fact that y'all did not have recess after what, like fourth grade? Right, because we were grown. (laughs) (laughs) We ain't got time to go outside playing on no monkey balls and stuff like that. Yeah, we said that's why y'all have mental problems now. Because, um, like I've seen Dr. Brad Johnson and other teachers advocate for on Twitter, is that students need time to just just be, just just not sit still all day. So at our school, everybody had recess. Period. So kindergarten all the way through eighth grade, you had you had recess. So um, if you look within the school day, you had at least three times to just get your energy out and be active, which was PE, uh, lunch, and then recess. Now that is true. We definitely stop stop having recess. Uh, yeah, after third grade, third I think third grade was the last time we had recess. Fourth and fifth grade, we weren't allowed to go on the playground, and then middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, there was no playground. Mm. At the middle school, I'm telling you, we we were like pup school kids built different because we we weren't used to that. We literally had PE for at least, I mean, a recess for at least thirty minutes after lunch. So after lunch, you go outside and play around. And of course, once we got older, um, we weren't necessarily on the monkey bars and right. on the swings. You just you know sat around on the bleachers, walked around on the blacktop. The guys always played basketball, but some other time was just all right, just just be, chill, yeah, just relax your mind, and then go back into the Last few classes, and then we go home. Um. Now, like you said, definitely need time to to just unwind, relax, and stuff like that. And you know, with us being in the moment of COVID nineteen and uh, school districts coming out with what 
what school would look like when they open back up. Mm-hmm. I actually came across one that said students going to be alternating weeks for co- going to school. So you'll go to school one week for one group, and mm-hmm. you're off the next week. And mm-hmm. then the next week, another group will go, and then you off the next week. So it'll be two groups of students. And I'm only bringing it up because that will definitely give that downtime to for you to just oh, just, be, just be. be. But mm-hmm. this week, you gonna you got to grind it out now. We're mm-hmm. grinding out for this week, and, and then you off for a week. Yeah. Now, of course, I don't know how that works with parents and having a that's, oh, child yeah, care that's, and all that. That's, that's one totally thing. different. That's totally different. But as far as just needing a break from academics, I would say my my school definitely understood that we're going to go hard in the classroom, do whatever we got to do. But then after that, take a break. And, and, I, that we, and to be honest, we took several breaks in class. Like our teachers would, would just be like, this Friday, we're going to do such and such. Now, you can roll, you can look like that, but I'm going <laughs> to tell you, I'm being, I'm being honest. What I realize, and sometimes I try to get my parents to understand this, this concept of sitting in class every day for 180 days to learn concepts and things, or as we see now, half the students don't learn because they have no clue about black history, is not productive. It's just not productive. I remember having a teacher tell us, I'm going to skip this chapter in the book. And it was a it was a part about solar system, right? She said, y'all already know what the solar system is. We've done that before, but I'm going to skip this chapter and go somewhere else. So students got mad. Like, no, we can't skip something in the book. She said, I'm telling you guys, like, after this school year, you're not going to touch this anymore. We, You know enough about it, so let's skip. Sure enough, now, at the age of 33, I was like, she was right. We never... Never needed that ever, ever again. Never needed it again. I mean, but really and truly, there's a lot of stuff you, you would never need again. Right, right. So we're not, but I'm not saying like it wasn't like we never covered it. She just, she just looked and realized, okay, y'all hit this yeah, fifth yeah. and sixth grade. There's no need to do it again. Yeah, seventh grade, it's, no, it's nothing new. So let's yeah. skip this chapter. Yeah. Yep. And she was right. And then the other thing is like just relating it to it being a job. Like imagine yourself on a job where you, you can't take any breaks all day other mm-hmm. than that quick lunch, and then you right back to grinding out for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Now you now you talking about uh, 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 you know elementary middle school kid doing the exact same thing, and they have a shorter attendance span than you do. Yes. So was, it, yes. And boy, yeah. <laughs> I think about y'all when y'all had that twenty minute lunch break. I was like, this is this is ridiculous. Twenty minute, twenty minute lunch, lunch break. break, and you can say, well, you had a planning. The devil is alive. Right, because the planning, the anyway, planning is working. Okay, yeah, anyway, let's not even talk about going teacher stuff. <laughs> um, so uh, the the other question I was going to ask you though, when we were just saying like, okay, we're going to start off by talking about you know your public school experience versus my private school experience. Mm-hmm. Was do you remember what the first time you had a black teacher? Yes, um, my first black teacher was Miss Mary Jennings at Jamestown Elementary School. Why you smiling? Like, that was my favorite teacher ever in the world. She was in like, the world, Miss Mary Jennings, third grade, James Elementary, <laughs> and I still owe her a turkey sandwich or a ham sandwich because something we did back in third grade, and I told her, Miss Jennings, I'm bringing you lunch. And she's like, well, What was you gonna bring me? And I said something like either turkey sandwich or ham sandwich. And literally, her birthday was last month, April, something like that. But it was recently, and she was like. Thank you for telling me happy birthday, but you still open that sandwich, Mel. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, look at that. That's my teacher, Miss Jenny, right there. <laughs> that's my teacher, Miss Jenny. That's my, that's my favorite teacher. But yeah, that's that's that was my that was my first black teacher. Um, third grade. Third okay. grade. Yep, yep, yep. Now I uh, hey now people stop texting me. I'm talking on the podcast. Your uh, phone should be on silent while I we're just, in the studio. I just silent it. Did it? Silence. Um. So it's interesting because I see that conversation happen on. Twitter yeah. and Facebook of when did you have your first black teacher? And I was like, or oh, I get tagged in a, in a lot of them. Yeah, to do with my first. And I, I thought high school, so it's like, dang, you had your first black one was in high, high school. school. That's yep. tough. Yep, yep. I'm over here in uh, what's the opposite? Who's the black Mary Poppins? Uh, who would be the black Mary Poppins? Hmm. That's a good question. This is your private think time, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, y'all think Who's Texas, Texas, um, send us a message of who would be the Black Mary Poppins. <laughs> anyway, whoever that is, I was in Black Mary Poppins land, yeah. <laughs> where my kindergarten teacher was all of them were black. because yeah. I went to um, Tabernacle Daycare Center for the for my kindergarten class, and then my first and second grade teacher were white, but then third was black, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and then we got the. Johnson in high school and 
that you know that was I guess half and half. Then I went to HBCU. So to me, I was like, "What y'all mean? When did you get a black? <laughs> y'all didn't see what? Like that's crazy. That's crazy to me." Now, but go ahead. Go ahead. I just realized I I don't remember my second grade year. What is wrong with you? Like where did I go to school for second grade? <gasps> this is the perfect time. For what? Oh, have we already told that story? What? When you um got on the bus for the wrong school. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> kindergarten. Kindergarten or first grade, one of them. Do we got time to tell that? Hold on, let me look at the time because we got time. Okay, we got time to tell that story. We'll tell it next time. Okay, we'll tell it next time. Well, yeah, I don't think I remember got on the wrong bus. Year. Okay, so here's the other interesting part. Um, you and I have discussed our our uh, social experience. Yeah. Being at two different schools, and you recognize that from what you can remember, even though you can't even remember the second grade. So I don't know if you'll. Yeah, I'm struggling right now. Did I go to second grade? And shout out to my, all my IC friends. I guarantee right, you, right now, we all like second grade, Miss Smith, boom. Like, we know it. Miss Smith class. And she was over the Christmas plays. That's why I told you y'all ain't had no real. Ch- y'all wanna, you wanna call my school fake, but we had real stuff. We had Christmas play. Every year, and it was gonna be a whole production, honey. And we was having practice and everything, so whatever. You was just over there, y'all. Y'all were getting that public school education that was about nothingness. Whatever. And we were doing the whole student. Whatever. Debating the Keep whole student. Okay, so anyway, um, <laughs> so we talked about how you really don't remember having moments of racism, uh, uh, where it kicked you in the face in yeah, elementary. Definitely school. not. Definitely not. So you don't remember nut like they don't remember like and what's uh, and I and I and I and I'll tell you why, especially during school. Um all all the years, like my elementary and middle school years were predominantly black. Um, aside from, you know, a couple of teachers. I just was put into the class that had the white teacher. But that I mean, I grew up on the south side of Augusta. Helpsville. <laughs> um, and I don't mean deep for the people that know I ain't for the people that know Gusta uh, area, um, I wasn't in deep Hepsburg, but um, you know, I was I was in Hepsburg and I oh mean Morgan Road, Jamestown, all black or uh, a little mixed because we right there by Fort Gordon military base. Um, so you know, I, I was never in situations where I may have been around an outright racist per- person. Like I, that just wasn't one of my experiences. But in the same sense, I'm at a predominantly black school, Yeah. yet still ran into it. But it, it came in two different ways. One was through a teacher. Right. And then the other was through the other students. Visiting other schools. Yeah, visiting that other schools. Right. Because we're the only black private school right, right, in right. the, you know, probably an hour radius. I don't know. I don't even know if another private black school, you know, especially a Catholic school. So right. So we're playing other um, um, private schools that are religious based. That are predominantly white, right? So we would get, oh Jesus, um, like the first. So the first incident was, um, not sure what grade I was in, but we used to have. I had to be, it had to be in middle school. So we used to have, um, what is it called? Advanced, advanced classes. So you could be in advanced math or using advanced literature, right? Okay. And so while your class was with your teacher doing literature. A couple of us would go to a different classroom and take advanced classes. So it'd be just like gifted programs right. or AP classes in high school and all that kind of stuff, right? Okay. So for this particular class, we were in um, a nun taught this class. So it's Sister Teresa. So Sister Teresa was Sister teaching. Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's teaching a class, and we something happened to do an assignment, and we did not do it right or. Um, the way she told us to do it, I I don't remember what was the issue. Like mm-hmm. I can't really remember the issue, but I remember one of the students like trying to explain to her like, no, that's not you know we that's not how we were supposed to do it or that's not what you said. And she was like, well y'all didn't read the thing, so they're going back and forth, right? All of a sudden the nun just says, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. Black people don't read. Oh, you got me bent. 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 Ma'am, ma'am, and it was like. Even in middle school, when she said it, it was it was a shock. Like everybody's like, "What?" So, for the student she's talking to at the time immediately looks like, "I know you did not <laughs> say that to me." So she gets up and 
teacher was who is black. Mm-hmm. So when she get up, you know, the rest of us like, we're getting up too. Everybody leaves. So we get up and Where we go. Where we going? I don't know. I don't know. But something about but we happen. can't stay in here with her. This. So we go next door. And so the computer is just like, wait, wait, wait. What is going on? And we told her what happened. The teacher, the nun, came back out in the hallway, said it again. And, you know, she did that little Karen shrug. You know how Karen's, Karen's say stuff and their shoulders <laughs> go like, and I said it. You know, they got to move their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And you like. Oh, you want to be bold with it? Cause see, I in our culture, we taking that as a as a. You read the book? Yeah, that's like, a that's a book then? method. Yeah, of, what's up? And, and I said, and Run what? So we were like, oh, okay. So the teacher told us to calm down. Told us to go in the classroom. Told the nun to go back to her classroom because we was at this point, it's just yelling in the hallway. Everybody, everybody's upset. Um, so I knew when I got home that day. Of course, I told my parents what happened, and okay, told my parents. I don't, I don't, you know, they taught me like, well, what? What was the assignment? What's supposed to be done? They're, you know, they're getting all the facts because my daddy's the one, like, he get up out a piece of paper and gonna write it down. Like, <laughs> let me make sure. Any, and his last thing is all gonna be anything else you need to tell me. Mm-hmm. He wanna make sure before, you know, I go in here and find well, I out. Say anything. Let me right. know everything you got to say. So that next morning at school, we go and, um, you know, the parents drop you off. You go inside the school building. But as we're walking into the building for class, we realize all our parents are standing parents, outside, yeah, yeah, huddled yeah. up. Yeah. And I said, it's about, about to, to go, go down. down. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, baby. All the parents got the same idea. Oh, she out of here. Oh, yeah. This, she this, is out of here. Let's cannot, go. You cannot be teaching our children. So she, I think she might have stayed for a week or so late. We didn't, we did not go back to class. We were not to go back to her class. Um, Wait, and this was what class? Literature. So did y'all have a alternate class to go to or? We stayed with our class. So we stayed okay. with our class until we got another got it. teacher. Another okay. person that was going to be teaching advanced literature. Okay. Yep. So you got to think. Now, keep in mind, this is middle school and the nun said it. I'm like, ain't y'all supposed to be? Yeah. <laughs> but like we've seen a lot of these um uh signs for the for protests, like Christianity and racism does not go together. Mm. But that does not mean it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's right. Yep. There are people who absolutely believe that they can be Christian and I can be racist and I will also utilize the Bible to justify my racist ways. Right. And she wow. probably be one of them. I was like, What you mean black people? First of all, I mean black people you know you ma'am, you stay in this convent. I was just thinking, yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking like she's the nurse, you don't go anywhere. You don't know you don't know that many black people. Right. So you just talking about us, huh? You just talk about us. We don't read. And unless, I'm like and then I wanna had... say if we don't read, then ain't that your fault? You the teacher. Do you know where she was from? Mm mm. I was about to say, she may have had some experiences growing up that kind of put that belief or thought in her. Well, she had to. Yeah. She had to. She had, she had to. to. And, that's, and hence why those people need to uh, cleanse themselves of that. Because you can't teach black kids and have this kind of bias. Oh, yeah. You yeah, cannot. For sure. You cannot. For sure. But yeah, that was my first experience with it in school. Man, and that was what grade? Sometime in middle school. Wow. Now, so that was, remember I told you, one happened at the hands of, of a, te- a at the, teacher, or the verbal at the mouth of a teacher. Yeah. And then the other was outside of it. So outside of it. I'm, I don't have no stories. This sucks. <laughs> Why? You don't want these stories, sir. I feel like I, <laughs> you like, don't want I, them. I, 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 like, I'm missing my black car. Like, <laughs> what? You ain't never, you know, had no racial encounters or anything? I'm like. You did. You did. I we did, talked about not... your, your, the ones you had later. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So it's just that yours just happened at a later date. I was just You're happened right. to have, or happened early. You got your car early. <laughs> That's sad. Black people are like you got your racism racism card. Right, right, right. Check that yeah. box off yet? That yeah. you've been treated because it's going to get checked off. Yeah, I'm like great. Yeah, Which speaks about like, like um the last episode we had black and ivory. Several people sent me messages going. Let me tell you about my black and ivory experience. And I was like, so this is like a rite of passage. It's like a rite of passage to go through some type of um prejudice or bias because of your skin color. Crazy. Yeah. Plus race. Okay, I go into the definition of racism and all that later. We ain't even gonna go into all that. Let's just keep continue. Yeah, yeah. So the second, next one? second incident was um, we were in a, another county playing a private school. I don't know if they were Catholic, Baptist, they're predominantly white. Mm-hmm. So we're in another county playing a private school and we are winning. So I'm a cheerleader. This is a basketball game. We are on the sideline cheering. Basketball team is playing. And keep in mind, our boys, they'll light you up. Like, they going to. They know how to score. They play. They play hard. Even our girls. Our girls are dynamic too. Like we were good, good, solid teams. Mm. So as we are winning, a group of students, and I'm not sure if this school was like uh, 
K through 12 because they looked older. They didn't look like middle school, but they could have been, they could have been maybe eighth graders or something like that. Right. But if we're standing behind the, the bench where the team plays cheering, we're looking at the bleachers of the, where the opposing team is, right? Mm-hmm. So they go, and, and I shouldn't say the opposing team, where the other school is sitting. Like our, our fans are sitting behind us. Home side so, visitors. Yeah, side. home side visitors. Okay. Side, Cause I didn't want you to think the team was right across the road. Right. They sitting on the, you know, on the same side of yeah. us. So we see these guys go out the side door of the gym. They come back in the gym with a Confederate flag the size of a minivan. <laughs> so, okay. So um, all right. Why they got that flag? Like they, you, I think we don't, we we don't we know something's wrong because yeah. it got tense the real tent, quick. Yeah, you you got tense. You feel you feel yeah. it in the air, right? But you come back into the game with a Confederate flag. That's why I always tell people. That whole Confederate flag thing is absolutely used to intimidate black people and to assert white supremacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if yeah. you look historically, the person who created the flag literally called it the white man's flag. Yeah. Like, so I want you to think about somebody's parents thought it was appropriate and taught them that this is okay for you to bring the flag into the game and somehow wave it around and we were going to get scared. We didn't get scared. We got pissed off. That's what happened. <laughs> so our coaches, um, the basketball coach, chilling coach, looked at each other. Wrap it up. Let's go off the court. Let's go now. And everybody like, what? What's going on? So we left, and um, it was a whole discussion amongst the parents and the teachers and the principals or whatever about that situation. But as kids, we didn't know what happened. What was the outcome? I was just about to say, in even during that time, did you have any takeaways from that moment regarding race or regarding a uh, prejudice or anything like that? Like you get, I, I know you understand. Something has happened. We need to go. There's some kind of issue. But in the moment or shortly after, did you ever say? Yeah, because I'll give it at least our cheerleading coaches. After we had another incident with this team, we had a second incident with this team. Yeah. Is when they sat us down and really talked about how to um, handle when somebody does something inappropriate to us. Mm-hmm. So if somebody says this, if they, if they do this, even the conversation of if they spit on you, like, come get us. Come let us know. Um, we were always told, do not walk by yourself, even to the concession stand, to go see your parent in the bleachers. We had to, you know, walk walk, walk in pairs, go mm-hmm. together. So, I I think at the age, I knew because you were black, some people are going to mistreat you. So, this is what you need to do. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, okay. not at that age, though, you're not, I, I did not have an anger about it yet. I just was more so, okay. Let me take precautions. It's almost like stranger danger. Stranger danger. Okay, I learned something. Let mm-hmm. me know to do that. Okay, there may be people who look at me and say, I don't like you. You're black. So let me know what, how to do deal with that. Mm-hmm. But being able to formulate an old racism just happened. Right, right, <laughs> right. I wasn't at that age yet. At that stage. Man. Jeez. Ugh. Yeah. That I'm 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 still stuck with like <laughs> the fact I don't I don't have anything I did. And and I'm not even saying I wanted to or anything like that because ain't no telling yeah. how things would have gone, you oh, know, for me, for the other person, for that my didn't happen. Yeah, because I'm gonna tell you, um, <clears throat> uh, Dez and I had this conversation about about this same stories. We had a conversation about it back in December, and he and I both said like we we're angry about it now. Like when, when you were a little kid, it didn't it didn't it didn't anger. We weren't angry. We were kind of upset, but more so because it stopped what we were trying to do so if i was cheering at a game or i was playing ball it stopped that right but now you really like man this is this is jacked up yeah. like some kids are being taught to not like us because that's yeah. really what it's about they're, they're being taught by their parents not to like us and then these are the consequences of that mm. and, and it's crazy because you would expect that by the time we got to high school where the diversity was um increase and mm-hmm. we've got more white students white teachers hispanic uh, you know okay it's a melting pot at this school definitely was mm-hmm. yeah no we i mm-mm. same same things same things happen same things happen where it was like okay so that doesn't change anything that doesn't change it and even in high school even then you were exposed to a little bit more than i was just because you was always in the front line of I guess class representation. Like, were you class president every year? Just junior, senior year. Junior, but you was always doing something where everybody, your whole class, needed to come talk to you about something. I had to interact with more right? People. Yeah, you had to interact oh, yeah. with everybody. Me, so, mm-hmm. I was like background. 
<laughs> so I, I ain't talking about uh-uh. I call y'all wallpaper. I got students. my homeboys over yeah. here, you know, and then we do our thing. We ain't fooling all that. If y'all want us to participate, we'll participate, but yeah. I ain't really interacting with all y'all right. like that. And, and the two, uh, like, thinking about back in high school, what I remember is um, one time we had this teacher who was um, on the health science track. So that was another thing. Engineering track, I don't know if you realize this, but engineering track was black teachers. Yeah, yeah, it was. And health yeah. science track was half and half. That's true. That's um, true. So I, I had more interaction with white teachers now, okay? Yep. So this white teacher who was teaching, um, of course, in a lab, somebody said that something was missing out of their book bag. Now, we're all in the lab. The other student, that student has went back to her book bag for something and realized something is missing. Mm-hmm. Long story short, in order to find out where the missing item was, this teacher had all of the black people in the class to empty out their book bags to see if we had it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, had I known then, then what, what I, I know, know now, now yeah. she would not be working there no more. Yeah. But I, at, at the time, it was like, oh, well, let's look. Just as innocent. Just as, I don't have it. You have it. Nobody has it. Because, I mean, yeah. But it, then uh, it was like, wait, why she ain't asked? Hold up. So, uh, Karen and Becky and Susan don't have to open up their book bags. Just Sharon, Kaisha, and, you know, <laughs> like we, mm-hmm. we the ones. Oh, okay. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, 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 absolutely. Oh boy, and and I'm sitting here playing devil advocate in my mind, like, well, maybe what was missing was missing from y'all side of the room, <laughs> and you know, typically the the black kids gonna hang together, not because I mean that, that, that's yeah, just do, who I but, know, but we, that was we know each other, and that's what it is. Yeah, that was that wasn't it. That was a lot of racist. Yeah, um, but on the other end was we did do that at the school. So while everybody else had this, again, Mary Poppins idea of us going to this madness school and we were all a blended family, if you came to Spirit Week, if you came to a pep rally or an assembly, speaking of assemblies, I'll tell about the Black History Program, if you came, we sat segregated within our own classes because the whole class had to sit together. So you would look, if you if you look at the ninth grade section, all the white kids sitting together, all the black kids sitting together. And then you go right next to us, you know, the 11th grade set next to ninth graders. All the white people sitting together, all the black people sitting together. We sat segregated. But is that necessarily a bad thing? No, 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 no. Not necessarily a bad thing, but it speaks to how you will congregate to the, you will gather with those who. That you relate to more. That you, more. and look like you. It's just, it's, if you, it's, it's in Beverly Tatum's book where it's just, while the black kids sitting together in the cafeteria, because that's, hey, I saw black people, they look like me, I'm going to try my chances over here. <laughs> before i go over there right but this is this is where the issue came in later on we realized there was some bias and there was some intention behind that so mm-hmm. when it's time for the black history program and like you said i had to interact with more students than everybody else and i'm talking to one of the white girls in my class and i'm like wait you know the black history program is gonna be this 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 and she was like oh we won't we won't be there we're gonna miss it I'm like, who is we? What, what are you going to be? You know, just laughing because, like we said, we everybody blended family. We all cool. She was like, well, isn't that for y'all? Like, we don't have to go, do we? Hmm. But what? And isn't the Black History Program for, for y'all, y'all, like the Black History Program for the black people? Mm-hmm. For us to do what? I don't know because we already know this. Right. <laughs> we, we're trying to share our experiences with you. Uh, in a in a different outside-the-box kind of yeah. way. So like, it's I re- actually for you. Because good good example. You Bring remember <laughs> you remember when the uh, Hispanic students at our school would do like a Spanish um, festival? Uh, and, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. would do like the dance the and week. we had a food. And the whole, yeah. yeah. I love that. Like, yes. Because they can do it at home. Yes, they can, we know that. That's their culture. We're showing you our they culture. They don't have to bring it to the school, we but they share bring it to the school. You. To share it with people Thank to you. let you experience something outside the box. So That's, how how I want you to think about it? How is it that a group of teenagers can decide that they're not going to go to the Black History Program because it's not for them, and parents will allow you to say, "Yeah, skip school that day. You ain't got to go to it." But it just keep said, in mind, every one of them people that said this to me, I'm no longer friends with on Facebook because after a while, I started seeing racist comments. Years now, as we get older, and I go, "Oh, oh, oh curve it back around." Full circle moment. Now I see it. <laughs> now, now I see now it. It makes sense. It makes sense. It was cool to hang out and laugh in class, but not. We can't get too close. We can't get. You said that before. So when you look at some of the experiences you've even seen in the classroom as a teacher, where you've been out some places and seen a former student, but said, "I I know not to speak to her in public because mm-hmm. the people that she are friends with don't like black people." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so we can't even say hey to the girl, no. Uh-uh. Because I don't know those her people. I don't want to make her uncomfortable. Right. So and, we can't and, even and do that. And that was something I definitely recognize. It was, you know, some 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 students I would see out in public. And it's like, 
I know you see my big black, <laughs> you know what, standing here, but you're gonna curve it on to the side. And you know, I ain't no you know, I'm I'm the I'm the cool tweet that everybody would have spoke to anyway. But you know, I, I get it. You with your people and oh, I can't speak that big black yeah. guy right now. Mm-mm. And it's interesting because as you move out of your own K through twelve experience and you see how black teachers can be mistreated at a at a school, how black students can be mistreated, counselors. I remember um the conversation, having a conversation with a counselor who at the school we were at, you were they were doing by alphabet. Remember your last name determined who was your counselor. Yeah. And how a parent came in and was like, mm because I don't want my child with a black counselor. A parent who came in and said that? Yes. Dang. You think every you oh, so you don't you don't know people got transferred out of your class because you was black <laughs> black teacher. I don't want no black teacher. We're going. Is there anybody else teaching this class besides the black teacher? I do remember one girl that did that. And she was a white girl. Um, She did that transfer out of my class to go into somebody else's class. And I originally thought it was because I was black. But then later on down the line, she was like, I want to come back. I said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, oh, hell no. <laughs> Put up all that fights and all fussing and all that trying to get out of my class. Now you talking something. Uh, I actually like Miss Dude, and I want to come back. Yeah, you know, you heard how lit it was in my class, and now you don't. Oh, well, he might not be that bad. He yeah, might because be. your mama done told you, your daddy done told yeah. you. That's why you develop these philosophies. And she's a cool girl. We still friends on Facebook. We talking all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's the unique part about recently is like having those conversations with my white students because of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Of like, yeah, I'm starting to realize I got friends or family members who are. Openly racist, and I don't agree with what they think, and I just want to say that publicly. You are absolutely right. We do have students that have said that, like, you know what? I I get it. I didn't before. I understand it now, and I'm I'm rocking and riding with you. Right. And I and that's a that's a what's the word I'm looking for? That is a um. That's a tough thing to me. It's tough, but it's a great feeling, though. Oh, it's, yeah. it's great oh, yeah. to know that. You know, you got former students that have like a aha moment or an awakening moment or mm-hmm. a light bulb moment. Like, man, I, I do have some racist family, and I I don't care to be associated, associated with, them with them during certain mm-hmm. times. And this is one of them times I'm openly like against what my family have taught me growing up. Right now, on the on the on another end of that, there is this idea that sending your kid into an environment that's predominantly white mm-hmm. that you come out better you're going to come out better home. because I'm sending my child to the elite environment yeah. right so um on facebook i want to talk about this for a second before we get out of here um there was a black mother who posted this post and i'm going to read it for you um cuz it was powerful it was like yeah this is this needs to be discussed mm-hmm. okay so this is what she wrote then one time I thought sending my daughter to the elite all white all girls private school was a great idea. One of the biggest misconceptions and regrets of my life. My daughter was traumatized, created self-esteem and identity issues all in the name of a better education in quotation marks. And while the curriculum was great, it wasn't any better than the other school. Uh, the year I pulled her out of this school, I decided to go natural because I was telling my daughter her hair was beautiful um, all while getting a relaxer every six weeks. These little girls, even at the ages five, six, and seven, were calling Maddie the N-word, monkey, and saying her hair was nappy and wouldn't play with her because she was black. Black trauma ain't new. It took me years to undo the damage caused by trying to send my daughter to better schools and to get her to love her nappy hair and brown skin again. Biggest regret of my life. I spent, uh, she said, I spent damn near $90,000 over three years for those people to um, lower my baby's self esteem, and 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 that's that's the thought behind we've said before uh, the importance of, of, of particularly black students to go to HBCU straight out of high school just to get the awareness, build that awareness about yourself, about your culture, about who you are. Your people, all that kind of stuff, gain the confidence, whatever. Um, it's absolutely nothing wrong with going to a PWI, but I will say, just like the the mom just wrote in that quick little article or blog or whatever, sometimes you do need to. 
what's the word? Just get culture, which is like, culture. like get your culture on. Be be with your people. Right. Because I think the first issue is that she says this in the end, and so I, and it's funny because I didn't. I wasn't about to say this part, but then it literally goes into what I'm thinking. Um, I sent Maddie to this school to prove to folks I had arrived, and in doing so, sacrificed my daughter's mental health. That is so true, and we appreciate this mom being transparent about that. Because to show other people, oh, my daughter is at Penn State. She mm-hmm. is at Harvard. She mm-hmm. is at Yale. In the process, as Palmer told us, your daughter will now be a guinea pig for, for the white professors and white students to figure out how do we inter- in, um, interact with black students. Right. And so by being somebody else's guinea pig, you do lose that self-esteem and that confidence in yourself because you, you're you trying to figure out how to be the perfect black. Right. How do, how do I even fit in with these people? And that is a struggle. And we have to stop looking at our own schools. Now, we just did a podcast about Black and Ivory mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago about how other people, how white people view HBCUs, mm-hmm. how how white people may view that school on the other side of town on, in South Augusta. Mm-hmm. But then we as black people have to do the same, have to stop doing the same thing. Absolutely. Like, stop looking at HBCUs as the ghettos of your own. Right. You know, play, like, okay. Now, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's easy for that to happen because those schools lack the same funding. They lack the same um, amenities. They lack the same um, uh, internships and and opportunities. It's certain things that that school may not have due to money. Right. Anything else. It's just money. We have very we have great professors. We have great teachers or we have great students, but we don't have the funding to do what the other school may be doing over here on the, on the north side, right, right? Right. So instead of saying I'm going to um, pull my my child out of one environment and throw her into the other, like weigh it, weigh the consequences. Because I don't I don't disagree with you saying I want my child to be in the best environment possible. Absolutely. But think about race when Bingo. it comes to that. Don't just think the name of the school and what she what is. Think about race in that as well. And my whole thing with this was from the jump was you got the wrong intentions. Like your 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 reasoning behind why she's going there is completely wrong. Like you just said, I completely understand you want to have her in the best environment. However, you said I just wanted to show people that I arrived and mm-hmm. I can afford this and I I got it going on whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the wrong intention. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So your intention. So if if you saying I want her to be in the best environment and you think that's the best environment, cool. But understand, it's going to come with, like you said, some racial issues, some some prejudices or whatever. So you need to be ready to kind of counter that with different conversations or being a part of different organizations outside of the school. Get her involved in something that's in the south side. Yeah, go to school up north, but bring that butt down <laughs> back down south and get involved with the recreation center or, you know, whatever, whatever different organization um, where she can still get that kind of black love, black yeah. culture, black vibe like that. But um, she, she just started off with the wrong intention, and unfortunately, it cost her. Her child paid the biggest price. Mm. Um, she yeah, she forked over nine thousand dollars in three years. But your child is is has some experiences mentally that she will never ever forget. The same way you explaining your stories of of things that happened when in middle school. She might have them same kind of conversation times ten, times twenty. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, I had that happen with other black people in the class. Right, I got support system. Right, we, right. What what happened? That nun said that we all walked out in the room. Yep. Now imagine if that teacher said that and I was the only black girl in the class. Mm-hmm. Now everybody looking yeah. like, well, I mean, my mama said y'all don't read these. So, <laughs> oh you wait, know, you know, hopefully, hopefully her 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 daughter can definitely you know bounce back from it, grow from it, learn from it, um, and definitely use the times right now. Um, to recognize that she can't have support, you know, mm-hmm. from her people and from that. Not even, and I'm not even saying that she can only get that from from black people to support. I mean, um, can can only get it from black people. She can get it from from anybody. And, and the the times right now, we are really seeing that it ain't just black people that's <laughs> that's that's hurting right now. Is 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 white people? Is Indian people? Is Hispanic people? Like we all <laughs> rocking with each other, and we, we all like, we calling out BS mm-hmm. out there in, in the street. So. It is a is, I said on on one of the previous episodes, June twenty twenty. Boy, this some BS. <laughs> but on the other side of it, June twenty twenty is some great things going on at the same time. Yeah, because I'm not going to um let the uh recent support with allies go unnoticed. 
we you watched the uh, what's what's it called? What's up, brother? What's up, brother? What's good, brother? What's um, good, brother? What's good, bro? What's, what's good, bro? bro? What's yeah, good, what's bro? Good, bro? Where the four um therapists, black all um black men, did a session on Zoom and were just talking about trauma and all those kind of things together. And one thing, and before they even got to talking, the one of the guys had on a shirt that said "Proud Ally," but the O in "Proud" was a heart and it had the rainbow. Mm-hmm. So saying that he was an ally to the um LGBTQ plus community, right? right? So. Those moments of letting people know that I am a ally is important. Absolutely. And so um, one of my former colleagues from USC made a post and I was, I think I was overwhelmed with her post. Like I was just so like, this is so good. This is so good that, that you're going to have people that say that's not enough, that it is not enough for me, but that's not be it. the thing about people um, like her or Chris Baxter, who's been on our, our podcast, is they know that they, they, I'm not doing it for anybody other than myself Bingo. to fight, to, to continue to fight against racism and to make sure the people that, that are around me that I encounter, I do my best to fight against that. And they know I'm supporting them. And I know, right. So to see um, her make a post where she lists, she even lists our podcast. Like she puts, she put the different podcasts people can listen to. But the one thing that she said that was very important was that she said um white people stop asking what you can do and start researching what you can do we walk around with a literal supercomputer in our hands 24 7 there are more resources articles podcasts books art than we could ever digest in our lifetimes about black experiences anti-racism work and what we can do the, the, there are countless black individuals, black organizations, and other people of color speaking out and telling us what to do. Start there. Stop asking and start listening. If it gets uncomfortable, you're on the right track. Right, right. So it's like a um, that that is a part of the work that has to be done for um, for white folks. Like you're gonna have to do that. You're gonna have to sit there and sit with it. And when it gets uncomfortable, like ooh. Still sit with it. Yeah, still <laughs> like, sit in you it. gotta still, stay in. Still it. sit in. Because our thing is. I, when I get uncomfortable with a certain situation because of my black skin, I can't change it. Okay. I still got to sit with it. So to show your support or show your your allyness or whatever, <laughs> sometimes you do got to sit with it. Mm-hmm. Sit with it. Stand, stand in it. And I'm going to tell you, too, don't be afraid to find a friend that you know you can talk to. Oh, like, absolutely. And not... not not harass. Like, don't, don't... You know, okay. Like, my favorite post, my favorite Facebook post since, since all hell broke loose is... This girl said, am I the only one having all of my white friends contact me and be like, are we still cool? And she was like, I don't know right now, Trevor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yes, you don't want, like, don't overwhelm me. But I know that if I had a question about uh, cooking mm-hmm. and I, and I don't want to sound, I don't want to say something stupid and ask like uh, something dumb about this air fryer. Cause I think you're supposed to put oil in the air fryer, mm-hmm. but I don't know for sure. Let me. I'm going to call Darrell. Mm-hmm. That my, my best friend is a chef. Mm-hmm. Let me call him and say, hey, I didn't want to ask this out, you know, in public because I'm, I'm trying to learn and I just don't want anybody to think I'm done. But what is, you know, should how should I operate this machine? Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing of figuring it out, like reading. Absolutely. But if you get to a place where you're like, I got a question, Lord, who can I ask? Mm-hmm. Find somebody that you trust that you can ask, yeah. that you know can help you and say, like, I get it. I know why. I remember she even made a post about when they did the whole um, silence on social media with the black squares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, if you're wondering what to do right now, should I post this? I don't know. But <laughs> she said, like me. And she gave a resource of, like, read this. This is what's going on, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Because you could be like, am I doing enough? Am I, am I supposed to post a black square today? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And and then what 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 am I supposed to say under? Do I say anything? Do I use a hashtag? Do I not use a hashtag? What if I use the wrong hashtag? Right, right. Chris even said something the other day, Melvin. I was like, dang, when you are really trying to do the work, it can be overwhelming. He said they had a town hall meeting and... um. It was, uh, he had raised his hand to speak. It was through Zoom. So, you know, you click the thing to say, like, mm-hmm. I'm next. So, what happened was he realized there was a person, um, the person one that wanted to speak after him was a black guy. And he thought about it and was like, he needs to talk. Mm-hmm. Like, I need, this is the past the mic moment. It ain't time for me to talk. Let him talk about what, what he wants the school to know. If yeah. any, if anything, these are people who need to be, who need to say, like, hey, <laughs> This is the problem I have with what's going on in our department or our university or whatever. And I said, yeah, it can be challenging because you want to speak up on um and 
and be the ally, but it's like, okay, when do I speak? When do I listen? When mm-hmm. it's like, when mm-hmm. it's a double dutch thing. And I said, yeah, I said, it's a challenge, but it's just don't stop it. Just mm-hmm. continue to do the work and, and know that there may be people who, um, disagree with what you're doing or and on both sides, don't pay them no attention. Mm-hmm. You just keep putting in the work for yourself. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's a lot. And you know what's crazy? I didn't even get into, um, when we have racism in our classroom. When we have, as the teacher, as when you see a teacher, when you see a teacher doing something that is prejudice or bias to a, for, towards a group of students, what to do. I didn't even get into that part. And at first I was looking at our time, like maybe I'll just do this as a two part series and be like, from here to here, this is what we're going to discuss. And then from here to here. Well, we can definitely get into it in another episode, but yeah. To give the quick answer, if you want to answer right now, say something, speak up, <laughs> speak up. But we'll go into details on how we'll to do that yeah. in another episode. We sure will. We'll break that down. We, that, I, I love it. Hey, I speaking, love it. Speaking of breakdown, break down them uh, sponsors we got, Shawty. Oh, yes, I sure can. As you all know, we have our different supporters of the podcast, and they are Bowtie Planners, the Cam K Way, the Skin Society, Marietta Smile Gallery with Dr. Michael Thomas. Taste Buzz, Nostalgia Clothing, Rio Fit, and Distinctive Curations. Visit our webpage at www.thertieffect.com. Um, click on Podcast and then visit the Supporters section. You can click on the logos or the link for each business and support them because they are great and they, they deserve your support and your love. Just sending all the love that way. Uh, we also want you guys to make sure you share the podcast. Share it. Um, like it. Like it. Love it. Love it. Subscribe. Share it again. Listen to uh, it all again. That. Say something. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we appreciate all y'all for real, for real. Thank you for all the listens. Thank you for all the downloads. Um, thank you for uh, sending us a message about different topics that we have. Um, We still appreciate even those comments where you send us a message as if we're listening to it with you. Th- that that we love it keep Y'all, keep yes. keep doing that even though we record them you know in advance yeah keep sending the message as if we're listening to it right there with you thank you we yes, appreciate yes. that they will send it to you like dude you just said that <laughs> i did okay okay uh, you know i said it two weeks ago right so i don't know what part you're on <laughs> what episode are you on? <laughs> what, what episode you're on dude you right about that now okay thanks uh and what did i say again <laughs> Especially you, you don't know what you. I don't know what I, I said. I don't know what I, I said. Know. Come on now. Uh, all right, we'll holler at y'all later. Peace.